0: And welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Julie
1: Holland. And I'm Nick Basic. The Carnage Report is part of the CinePunks podcast family. Go to CinePunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas.
0: If you want to help support CinePunks and ultimately this show, you can become a CinePunks Patreon subscriber at Patreon.com. Slash Cinepunks C I N E P U N X.
1: Also, please go check out our great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters, who offer specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. They believe you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great coffee cup of coffee. Uh, right now, if you go to their website, EssexCoffeeRoasters.com, and you use the promo code Cinepunks, you get 10% off.
0: You could also support Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but also maybe the world. They are personable and professional. The only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing, you can find them at xlvacx.com.
1: Now it is time for the setup, our getting to know you portion of the program, and uh, and tying into this episode, and also I think maybe a few things we've discussed uh, on some other things. Uh, My question to you, Julie, is what was your first introduction to horror in another language?
0: trying to think about this today and i think it must have been fairly recent um just probably as i started getting intently into horror and independent horror in the last 10-15 years i can't think specifically but i don't i just don't think growing up i watched any foreign language horror and the first subtitled movie I can even remember like getting into was Amelie obviously not horror but that's the only time I can remember being like I'm cultured watching something with subtitles
1: Amelie is like the exact opposite of horror
0: oh yeah it's pure delightfulness (laughs) but yeah I don't I don't know you know as a person who uh, doesn't sit still well and who's always doing something with my hands, it's hard for me to read a movie when I'm watching at home. Um, So that's probably part of the reason why I never watch subtitle. And I guess, I don't know. I just, it never occurred to me to pick it up until much more recently. And now obviously, as we know, some of my favorite horror movies are in Spanish, which I do not speak fluently despite my Duolingo streak. So subtitles i'm totally down with i just uh, missed it somehow how about you
1: i have to think it was probably something japanese uh probably like like when like the ring and all of those movies came out in the early 2000s i think it was like so many people saying it's like oh you have to see the original they're better and Mm -hmm. so like i think yeah strangely and Oddly enough, like I don't watch a lot of like J horror, K horror, anything like that. Um, I probably like anymore, like most of the movies I've seen that are in like a foreign language are usually either Spanish or Italian. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then like a, a few other ones here and there, the occasional, you know, German film or something like that. But I mean, yeah, for the, it was really weird. Like, going really hard on japanese horror for like a little bit and getting into that and then just kind of really never going back
0: i feel like japanese horror was maybe the first time those of us who weren't just super worldly cinephiles realized that we could watch movies in other languages as far as horror like you know the ring was so popular like That was the first time it ever occurred to me, I guess, that we were remaking movies that people had already done better in their own language. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. I can read. I can watch a subtitle. I don't mind that. Although I don't think I ever... I still don't think I've watched uh, Ringu And I think it probably was that I heard it was scarier. And at the time that The Ring came out, I thought The Ring was so scary that I was like, well, I don't need it to be any scarier. It's pretty darn scary. So I think I just never watched it. And since then, I just haven't gone back. I should add it to my list to go back and watch.
1: Yeah, I think it was the discovery that there were movies in other genres that were in foreign languages that really surprised me, because I think growing up as a kid, like you like the joke like when we were growing up is that like subtitled movies were like pretentious art house. Yeah. Artsy movies. Fartsy. Yeah. They were very artsy fartsy. Like they were definitely like movies that like when you're like 13, 14 for the most part. And I'm sure there are people who disagree with this. You're just like, ah, that is not my thing.
0: Yeah. You know, and it was the nineties. It was like, Oh, you're going to watch something with subtitles where you go to the, the coffee bar later for a poetry slam. Like <laughs> was just the vibe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it was, was
0: very, you had to really be cool all the time in the 90s. There was no room for nerdery. It was important to maintain an air of cool at all times.
1: Yeah, I I did not do well with that. Um... No, me
0: neither. But I certainly <laughs> tried. And, I failed and failed and failed and mm-hmm.
1: failed. Yeah, there are some definite photos out there of me trying to be cool. And I'm just like, I I am so sorry, past me. You, That was thing. <laughs>
0: I have also recently realized that I definitely thought that coffee houses, not just coffee shops like we have now, but coffee houses were really going to play a big part in my late night social life. And they have not at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> really fell can't. out of style.
1: Yeah, like I like I really it was once I hit a point where I was like, I cannot afford to be hanging out in a place that serves caffeine past like maybe seven. Yeah, when I was younger,
0: I couldn't like stomach coffee. I had a lot of stomach trouble when I was in my late teens, early 20s. So I couldn't drink coffee at all for a while. And now that I can drink it again, I can't drink it past, you know, like two. forget about it.
1: Yeah, the amount of time that, like, yeah, it's it's always so funny, like, just thinking that, like, all of these things you thought when you were a kid would, or young adult, would play so much into your adulthood and realizing that they don't hardly at all. Yeah.
0: TV lied to me. So I married an ex-murderer lied to me. Damn you, Mike Myers. Yeah. So tell us about your first horror in other languages. Or your coffee shop poetry slam experience i would love
1: to hear both yeah
0: (laughs) if they connect that would be amazing (laughs) so much the better yes Alright, now it's time for new nightmares. This is our roundup of trailers new to streaming, coming to theaters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Uh, this is news that I am going to read directly from my next installment of the uh Starburst magazine's OST uh column. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this actually made my uh thing late because it came like I had already turned in my Column, and then this news broke, and I was like, I gotta put this in here, uh, and like apologize to my editor. Um, <laughs> in news that seems a crazy dream but is thankfully real, Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah's production company Spectre Vision announced Mutant, their new art and collectibles outfit, in partnership with the venerated creative team for Mondo. Um, that's got uh, former Mondo creative director Spencer Hickman, Eric Garza, Mitch Putnam, and Mo Shafiq teaming with CEO Ginny Jacoby to. Quote, continue and expand upon their groundbreaking work producing highly sought-after limited edition artwork, soundtracks on vinyl collectibles, unique experiential events, and more. Yeah, uh when Mondo basically got gutted last year by Funko, um, uh, I think a lot of people got really, really sad. And mm-hmm. so now they're back. Um Their first release is a uh, vinyl release of Michael Giacchino's soundtrack for Netflix's Society of the Snow. Oh. Uh, and the next one will be the Somehow premier vinyl I release.
0: You. Can you still hear me? Yes. I don't know it, what happened. Oh, no. Technical difficulties. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Yes. Can, okay, I can hear you now. Okay. okay. Sorry, you just went quiet, and I was like, is Nick thinking? No, I, something no. happened. I, your mouth was moving. I could not hear.
1: <laughs> uh, But, yeah. the. Apologies. Yeah, they're going to have uh, the vinyl release of Warner Brothers Wonka with both songs and score. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I'm so glad all of those people are back because uh, they are amazing.
0: Yeah, that is such exciting news. It's good that they got scooped up by like-minded people.
1: And the, all right, Active Vision puts out awesome stuff.
0: Yeah, they do. Very, very cool things that they do. Okay, we normally record on Sunday mornings, but yesterday was the super, super bowel. And uh, so we're recording the day after, which means that we got new trailers that appeared during the big commercial event. And uh, the first of which is a trailer for Twisters, which is a sequel to Twister. Um, The sequel we didn't know we needed, but I guess that we did. Uh you know what it's about generally storm chasers but we can go more into it katie cooper a former storm chaser haunted by a devastating encounter with the tornado in her college years who now studies storm patterns on screens safely in new york city is lured back to the open plains by her friend javi to test a groundbreaking new tracking system there she crosses path paths with Tyler Owens, the charming and reckless social media superstar who thrives on posting his storm-chasing adventures, and with his raucous crew, the more dangerous the better. As storm season intensifies, terrifying phenomena never seen before are unleashed and Kate, Tyler, and their competing teams find themselves squarely in the paths of multiple storm systems converging over central Oklahoma in the fight of their lives. Yep. (laughs)
1: I have a confession to make. Uh, I saw a twister in the theater. I think I am one of the few members of my generation who does not obsess about that movie.
0: No, me too. Me too. I didn't see it in the theaters, but I saw it once and went. That's not what it's like, and never watched it again.
1: I saw it like literally opening night. Like it was a very big deal when I was sixteen, and like went with friends, and we got there for like the met like the earliest show we could get to after school, and. Like we did, I like watched it and I just remember like for like literally like the last like 25 years, like people are just like, oh man, it is such a good movie. It's like such a foundational part of like my childhood viewing experience. And I'm like,
0: it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean it may well be good. And I just don't remember because I, A, I d- may have said this before on the pod terrified of tornadoes for someone who lives in Kansas absolutely I will be the person in the basement crying I am not on the porch with a beer watching and I think just a couple of years before Twister came out a really big tornado came through Emporia that had already devastated some areas down by Wichita came up the interstate and clipped us and it was very scary for me and I think that I just did not have the patience for anyone to be having fun with tornadoes (laughs) So maybe I'll go back and watch it because I'm sure I'll see this one. It's going to be in the theaters. It's going to be big and loud and there's twin twisters. So I'll probably see it. So I should probably revisit the first one.
1: Speaking of probably should revisit movies or watch them in the first place. We are getting Uh another Quiet Place movie uh, this summer, uh, June 28th. Um, It is called A Quiet Place Day One, starring Lupita Nyong'o, who we love um mm-hmm. uh, she stars as sam a woman who's on a day trip to new york city when the monsters arrive as everything quickly goes to hell she's thrown together with a man named eric with some reluctance the pair agree to navigate and survive the city together all right fine i'll i'll watch mm-hmm. the damn movies fine.
0: i'm really upset by how much of a there's a, there's a cat in the trailer it can't go well i'm uh, i'm gonna watch it but i'm upset already about the cat that i know is an actor But it's going to hurt me
1: (laughs) Um, if you would like to see a movie with positive cat experiences. We watched the Marvels when it hit um, Disney Plus last week. uh, And there is so much cat in that movie. Um, And (laughs) it is literally to the point where our cats were getting weirded out by all the meowing on screen. And as well as us just going, oh, like just squealing at the top of our lungs.
0: Amazing. Well, I, too, will be watching A Quiet Place Day One even though i i the what was the previous one called the uh. Two was it just a quiet place 2 it was fine the first one was pretty good i don't know they're all they, look i'm holding a bit of a grudge because john krasinski was all like this is elevated horror i usually don't like horror but this is good that's what he said something of that nature And I've been holding a bit of a grudge against A Quiet Place. There's nothing wrong with them. They're big, loud horror movies, and it's fine. And I'm sure this will be fun. I don't know why I'm so salty today. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not salty about the fact that we finally have a teaser trailer for Long Legs. Um, It looks good. This is uh, the, the mysterious marketing campaign we've been telling you about from Neon. This is directed by Osgood Perkins. It stars Nicolas Cage and Micah Monroe. I don't know why you would need to know anything else, but in the film, FBI agent Lee Harker is a gifted new recruit assigned to the unsolved case of an elusive serial killer. As the case takes complex turns, unearthing evidence of the occult, Harker discovers a personal connection to the merciless killer and must race against time to stop him before he claims the lives of another innocent family. Also has Alicia Witt and Blair Underwood.
1: Yes, on both of those things.
0: Yes, and it will be in your theaters on July 12th. And that cannot come soon enough because this looks so goddamn good.
1: I have, despite the fact that I really want to know, not gone searching on Reddit to see if anybody has figured out what the like using the long legs title and the transformation from like the various glyphs to like start like figuring out like all of the other things that were in the previous trailers. I'm sure Uh, someone has, and I'm terrifying and will make my stomach drop, but I, I don't want to, I want to be surprised by this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that we're not overhyped on it, but I'm, I'm real hyped. So I hope it lives up to it.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a really, really long like plot summary that I saw on Instagram today. And I'm, glad that i was in the middle of doing something else and didn't really retain the information because i remember being like why is this like five? Sl- oh shit
0: this is the whole story dang it uh, damn it yeah this is going to be a good one
1: uh speaking of another movie i think we both of us are very very excited about um we got um a, a, a teaser clip um that plays like a like a 70s like commercial um, mm-hmm. as well as an official teaser trailer for um, Late Night with the Devil, um, which is hitting theaters on March 22nd before it heads to Shutter on April 19th. I think we've talked about this a lot, but let's go back and refresh your memories. Mm-hmm. Um, Late Night with the Devil is... On Halloween night, 1977, America gathered around for a live TV event that shocked a nation. What happened was real. What you're about to see is the recently discovered master tape of what went to air that night.
0: Isn't it wild that this premiered last year at South by Southwest? And we won't get to see it until after this year's South by Southwest.
1: I don't quite know why, but I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, me too. This looks... Interest and despite the fact that it's been around and and out there and we've been waiting for it, I still feel like I don't know very much about it, and I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I'm glad to go in. I haven't really read any of the reviews or anything, so I'm just excited.
1: That first teaser trailer, like they didn't need to put out like the actual like movie trailer, movie trailer version of it. Like the fake commercial version of it was so good. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't cool. Like uh, I can wait now.
0: Yeah, here is one that only just hit my radar uh, a24 has got a new romance revenge thriller coming out called love lies bleeding and not only is it from saint Maud director rose glass but it also stars katie o'brien and kristen stewart mm-hmm. which is pretty cool reclusive gym manager lou falls hard for jackie an ambitious bodybuilder headed through town in las vegas In pursuit of her dream, but their love ignites violence, pulling them deep into the web of Lou's criminal family. It looks really interesting, and the bodybuilder aspect is really interesting, because she's very bodybuildery.
1: There is some muscle worship aspects going on in this, and, like, Jenna Malone's in it, Dave Mm -hmm. Franklin's in it, Ed Harris playing Kristen Stewart's creepy as fuck dad.
0: Yeah, and this one is coming to theaters March 8th, so we don't have to wait too long for it, which is awesome. It's going to be, you know, this is queer horror for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, There's a very short, very weird trailer um, from uh, director Tillman Singer, who did Lose, um, which was so good. Um, It's coming to theaters on May 3rd. The film is titled Cuckoo. And in it, we have a very long description for a very short trailer. Uh, <laughs> reluctantly, 17-year-old Gretchen leaves her American home to live with her father, who has just moved into a resort in the German Alps with his new family. Arriving at their future residence, they are greeted by Mr. Koenig, her father's boss, who takes an inexplicable interest in Gretchen's half-mute sister Alma. Something doesn't seem right in this tranquil vacation paradise. Gretchen is plagued by strange noises and bloody visions until she discovers a shocking secret that also concerns her own family.
0: I'm so hoping to get to see this at South by or as part of South by its top of my list. It's got Dan Stevens in it. So we're there.
1: I loved Lose so much. It's such a good. It's just like creepy I and weird.
0: Missed it when it played Panic Fest and that's another one I don't think I ever went back and saw, so I need to put that on my list too.
1: Um and oh, like the I love the fact that in the the trailer like there's just like creepy like positive thinking cult shit being obviously played over a loudspeaker and then we just see a young woman like pull out and do that thing you do with a uh switchblade
0: yeah yeah I'll have a switchblade moment right <laughs> all right next up one that i'm going to tell you right now i don't think you should watch the trailer for if you haven't seen it already because i ha- saw this movie and reviewed it in this trailer i feel shows too much it's for lovely dark and deep which is a new movie from uh writers who wrote on midnight mass and also from writer director teresa sutherland Oh, well, she She is the writer who worked on Midnight Mass. My apologies. She also wrote The Wind, which came out a few years ago, which I really loved, a really good horror western. I think I've talked about it on here before. Uh, this hits theaters and, well, probably mostly VOD on February 22nd, I would imagine, and it is a psychological horror movie that centers on Lennon, who seizes the opportunity to assume the coveted role of a backcountry ranger at a remote outpost. While adapting to her solitary existence in the wilderness, she becomes aware of a lurking sinister presence. Driven by the need for answers, Lennon embarks on a journey through the ominous terrain, seeking to unveil the long-standing mystery that has haunted her since childhood. And that lead actress is Georgina Campbell. So, you know, we love her from Barbarian. Yeah. And and, and you can see my review for this if you would like on Downright Creepy, but I really liked this film, so I'm excited for more people to see it.
1: I really want to see it. I do feel like the trailer definitely gives away a whole bunch, but I'm still also very confused. So, yeah, um, it
0: really digs into this theory, this missing 411 thing um, you might be familiar with this. uh, People go missing in national parks and it's unreported and it's untracked. And I think some of that is just poor, you know, poor reporting and (laughs) conspiracy theory stuff. But if you if you let your mind wander on it, it's crazy be interesting, and this movie leads into that
1: yeah it has it has a very like uh no sleep subreddit vibe going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so we've, we've we've got a new movie coming out um that i i think might be the first thing to like i'm not saying it's trying to play off of talk to me but it has very talk to me vibes yeah, yeah um it's coming upcoming uh to theaters uh may 10th from screen gyms and it's called tarot um and when a group of friends recklessly violates the sacred rule of tarot readings never use someone else's deck they unknowingly unleash an unstoppable evil trapped within the cursed cards one by one they come face to face with fate and end up in a race against death to accept escape the future foretold in their readings
0: I've never heard this rule about not reading someone else's deck.
1: I actually have.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I guess I should be more careful with my own tarot practice. <laughs> I don't think I have ever read anyone else's deck, so. It looks kind of cool. I mean, it does look it does look generic, but it looks kind of interesting.
1: Uh, I do like the fact that the novel that it is based on and the original title of this one was Horror Scope, and I like that so much more
0: yeah yeah that would have been a fun a more fun title and also you know i as someone who does get into tarot i don't want people being all afraid of it it's not spooky it's not tarot doesn't even have to be supernatural unless you want to think of it that way it can really just be cards making you think about what's going on in your life You can do it with anything but that's okay that's just me
1: it does look very generic but it does have like a couple people i think we like um uh larson thompson um played julia jane uh in flashbacks in the midnight club Ooh, yeah. um and jacob Battleon uh plays ned Leeds in all of the uh spider-man marvel movies and he is a goddamn delight so um but again like uh teen actors who have played like side supporting roles in things we enjoy definitely like getting lead roles does sound like a very generic horror film yeah (laughs) yeah.
0: but also could be fun you know a fun easy watch yeah all right here's one coming to shutter on february 23rd so not far away at all called history of evil this this is one of those that looks too possibly real
1: very, yeah, civil war. I was just like, man, you yeah. don't, I don't mm. want to be scared, not like scared, and...
0: not not scared like that. Yeah, <laughs> give me monsters, man. So the, this is in the near future, war and corruption have plagued America and turned it into a theocratic police state. Huh, huh. against the oppression, ordinary citizens have formed a group called the resistance. One such member, Alegre Dyer. Breaks out of political prison and reunites with her husband, Ron, and daughter, Daria. On the run from the militia, the family takes shelter in a remote safe house, but their journey is far from over as the house's dark past begins to eat away at Ron, and his earnest desire to keep his family safe is overtaken by something much more sinister. So it's like civil war with a haunted house.
1: Systemic racism, but it's ghosts.
0: Yes. (laughs) Racist and also ghosts. Maybe oh. together, maybe as
1: separate. Oh, racist ghosts! God, that's just... God, that's depressing. Yeah, I mean, I still want to see it, but oh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I'll probably watch it. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm not calling this one a fun time.
1: It doesn't look like <laughs> this it.
0: This is one you're gonna want to watch Tucker and Dale after or something.
1: <laughs> we have a found footage movie coming out, uh, uh, on VHS. On February 9th, uh, but also hitting VOD on March 8th, it has found footage movie, and it's called Frogman. Uh, In the summer of 1999, a 12-year-old named Dallas Kyle captioned footage of the mythical Frogman, but no one believed it was real. 20 years later, Dallas, now an amateur filmmaker struggling to turn his passion into a career, returns to Loveland with friends Amy and Scotty, determined to obtain irrefutable proof that the Frogman exists. But what starts as an innocent documentary, CERN turns into a Lovecraftian nightmare as Dallas uncovers the horrific secrets hidden beneath Loveland's idyllic surface.
0: You know, found footage. Frogman. The title looks
1: like it's the thing. Like, yeah. That trick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the cover looks cool. The VHS aspect of it, that's neat. Oh.
1: Oh, I didn't even see the VHS cover until I scrolled down. Oh, it looks like the cover of Legend of Boggy Creek. And the tagline is the croaks are no hoax. <laughs> okay. All right. Which I'm
0: not mad at. It also says some footage shouldn't be found. So oh. this seems this seems fun. I'm into this.
1: Yeah. They have they have they have their tongue planted fully in cheek.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up. Coming to VOD March 1st from Magnet is Amelia's Children. Not my favorite name of a movie ever, but it actually looks kind of interesting. When Edward's search for his biological family leads him and his girlfriend Riley to a magnificent villa high in the mountains of northern Portugal, he is full of excitement at meeting his long lost mother and twin brother. Finally, he will discover who he is and where he comes from. But nothing is as it seems, and Edward will soon learn that he is linked to them by a monstrous secret. Let this be a lesson to those of you who take the DNA test not to just go meeting people in other countries. We learned this from The Invitation, the newer one, the vampires. And we're learning it again here.
1: Uh, yeah, no, you can uncover all kinds of crazy things. Might, might. My... My my wife through various twenty uh, three and me and ancestry things found herself a half brother and found uh, a a cousin I didn't know I had.
0: Yeah, but then that's cool. But don't go to another country sight unseen to a remote villa like you know meet on neutral territory.
1: Does it they seem? <laughs> does it seem like the plot summary? Like it reads like a Mad Libs version of like a like a like a horror movie plot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can see that?
1: It's <laughs> just like, well, I I feel like you could swap out a few words and just come up with like a bunch of different movies.
0: Like you could have horror dice.
1: Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, and we're going to end on something that looks kind of horrific but also kind of like hopeful and magical and whimsical. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I I I kind of want to see it just to find out what it is. Uh, it is uh, uh, from director Thomas Cayley. Uh, it is the Animal Kingdom, which hits theaters in VOD March 15th. And in the film, Francois does everything he can to save his wife, who is affected by this mysterious condition uh, where mutations in human genetics cause people to transform into hybrid creatures. As some of the creatures disappear into a nearby forest, Francois Embarks with Emil, their 16-year-old son, on a quest to find her with help from a local police officer.
0: It looks magical.
1: It does. It looks like nightmare, Nightbreed meets, like, Big Fish.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Or, going back to what we were talking about earlier, Amelie. Like, it just has, like, this very, like, sort of, it's kind of scary, but it also seems like,
0: oh. Yeah, scary, but beautiful. Interesting, for sure.
1: Oh, it looks like
0: When I first put it on the list, I was like, this might be, this might be dumb. I might have to take this off. And then I watched the trailer. and I was like, it actually looks really well done. Like the creature work looks really good from what you can see in the trailer. So I'm interested.
1: Yeah. It feels very French.
0: Yeah. But not French in like the extreme way.
1: No, like French, French in like the way they make things just seem like magical. It's just like, ah, look at this. (laughs)
0: Look what we have done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Flowers. Um yeah no uh this is one where i'm like oh i kind of this is what they rarely am i like do i need to see this on the big screen but i have a feeling this would just be like immersive
0: yeah for sure
1: so here's to hoping
0: fingers crossed
1: and that's the news we did it yay
0: more like, an, like
1: a painter or a, a musician, you know. He was a fascist for a 18 without the end. He He really
0: seems to uh, get a jolt out of the terror. He inseguiva me in this big house, making me afraid, and I was running,
1: saying, oh, I'm sorry, No, 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 Argento, Argento. L'argento è una cosa che tintinna, è una cosa preziosa. Dai l'argento è la paura. No, invece andiamo a squartare la gente.
0: Sta, prese la Pronto? Vai! Io non l'avevo visto
1: tante volte. Recitare, recitare della vita.
0: Forte! Una bubia, capito?
1: Io faccio quello che faccio perché voglio essere amato. mi ha detto nei miei film c'è sempre la famiglia nel senso io sono mio padre in quei film
0: io cerco il panico che è una scatto in più che è una penetrazione più profonda Now it is time for our feature presentation, and this week we're talking about the documentary Dario Argento Panico, directed by Simone Scafidi. Nick, I don't think you should read this whole description again, but tell us generally what it's about.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Dario Argento, famous Italian filmmaker of creepy weird movies. This is a documentary about his life. Um, while he is also trying to write a new film.
0: Yeah. I don't know why they get they put out that entire long, huge paragraph. That's all you need to know. I bet That's it reads it.
1: beautifully in Italian.
0: Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> As all of this documentary is.
1: It yeah, there's very little of this documentary like, going back to what we were talking about about uh subtitles earlier. Um there's very little of this that is in English.
0: Yeah, and it's not. You know, some documentaries have kind of. Well, okay. Like if you're watching a narrative film with subtitles, you're reading subtitles. But there's also like action happening on the screen that doesn't always have words, and you're and you're watching. But a documentary, there's not a narrative arc, and you're reading the whole time, and you got to read fast on this guy.
1: Yeah, it is. This is a very interesting documentary because. I feel like uh, as many documentaries as I've watched over the years about filmmakers and stuff like they go really hard into like clips and things like that. This is not a clip fest. I mean, like they do show imagery and things like that from a lot of Dario Argento's films, but. I am going to throw it out there that this is definitely a film for people who are already familiar with Dario Argento's work, because if you are not, it does not do a really good job. It It is very much a tell don't show kind of film.
0: Yeah, there's not a moment where you're like, I haven't seen that one. That looks interesting. If you haven't seen it too bad, you're not going to know much about it.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was a licensing issue or what, but there's a there's a lot of talking and there's a lot of stills. And there, mm-hmm. you do get some things, but uh, I think like the, the most um notable thing is they're talking about is like you know, like a woman, like there's a room and it's filled with wire, and why is it there, and all of that. And I'm like, are we not gonna show the scene from no. from spirit? No, okay, fine,
0: we um, are not. <laughs> we
1: are not. Um, conveniently, um, many of the films discussed in this are available readily on. Streaming and Shudder did drop several of them in conjunction with the release of this documentary, but
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah, it is it is it is very uh it is a lot of talking hits.
0: Yeah. And it is, as I put in my letterbox review, boy directors fucking love scarves. Right. (laughs) Like half of them wearing scarves. What for
1: (laughs) no that being said, they do get um Like, if there is somebody that you want who has worked with Dario Argento that you Mm -hmm. want to hear from, like, they get a murderer's row.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And part of me, because, so, you know, for the most part, people are speaking Italian. Great. Lovely. But then, of course, Gaspar Noé is speaking French. I believe that's his Mm -hmm. native language. And then, but there's one of the actresses uh, from... Argento's films or a film anyway who's speaking Spanish and so I was like why is Guillermo del Toro not get to speak Spanish that's his native language but but my ears were really glad and my eyes were really glad that we had a couple of English speaking directors in there as well because you get a slight break from reading it's like all right I can, I can chill for a second and just understand these guys which is better but okay. not that not that it's bad I don't want to sound like I don't like things in other languages I love it and in fact this prompted me to add italian to my duolingo in addition to my spanish because i was like i i took a semester in college i should brush up more on my italian
1: <laughs> yeah and uh like gasper no, also uh i believe is no is speaking french mm-hmm. speaking uh no i'm sorry i take that back he's also he's argentinian um oh,
0: he? yes all this time i thought he was french why so did
1: I? i had no idea um his movies like feel like they're French. I don't know yeah. why, but I mean, like we get to hear from his sister. We get to hear from his ex-wife. We get to hear from his daughter. We get to hear from uh directors who have worked with him like Luigi Cosi and Lamberto Bava and Michelle Suave and uh Claudio Simonetti from Goblin
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it is it is I mean, like, in terms of the people they get to talk, like and everybody has really insightful things to say about him, yeah, which is really, yeah. great.
0: and it's a lot about like his life and like how his life turns up in his films, which I think is interesting as far as you know his upbringing and even as far as at one point his daughter points out that even though most of his protagonists are female, they're always him in a way. And so you know, when she finally got to the age where she could be in his films, it was like she was being him, kind of, which I think is interesting,
1: yeah, yeah. it's it's really i I feel like of all the people they talk to in this film, like the person i they because they get so many people like who have like these amazing stories, the one person I feel who would have really like enlivened this uh was his 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 wife um uh Daria Nicola uh but unfortunately she passed in the at the end of 2020 Mm. Uh, like I mean she was in so many like she was in Deep Red and she was in Suspiria and she was in Shock and she was in Inferno and she was in Tenebrae and Phenomena and Opera and it's like she was in so many of his movies and also married to him at the same time and i was just like man she would have had so much good insight
0: yeah that is a bummer it's also kind of a a cute little look into just the life of an old man pulling up at a hotel to write his new movie just a, a kind of finicky old guy who doesn't Doesn't exactly like this incredibly nice, rich Italian resort that he's (laughs) been tasked with staying at. But then he's like, "It'll be fine. I can write here." Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is. It is really interesting. Like he he is remarkably forthcoming about himself. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of like prevarication or anything like that. Like he seems very open to talking about anything. Which is, uh, it's very refreshing, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: I also found it interesting to learn that he had done so much. I didn't realize that in Italy he had done almost a Hitchcock thing, like a Hitch Alfred Hitchcock presents thing. So he was so recognizable to people that he couldn't live a normal life. He was like an actor level of celebrity, you know, couldn't go to the grocery store, that kind of stuff. I thought that was interesting because I didn't realize that
1: and it is really fascinating to like find out like i like i knew like the the broad strokes of dario argento's life but i mean i wasn't aware that you know like to use the term nepo baby like his parents were like yeah. like it was a his parents were capital b capital d big deal like people in the entertainment inter- industry mm-hmm. um and then he like very Quickly became the same. And then, like, his, like, Asia Argento, like, is also has a level of fame herself. And it's just fascinating to, like, realize that, like, they were, it's like a dynasty.
0: Yeah. Right. Like yeah. That was Italian really interesting. Barrymore's. What was that? Sorry. It's
1: like the Italian Barry Moores or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All in all, a good, a good documentary. Also, only 97 minutes. Which is nice because sometimes you turn these on and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like two and a half hours. And they probably could have filled that amount of time with stuff about his life. And instead they kept it concise, which I, I appreciate.
1: I think that is the thing I really, what made it so fascinating is like, I have seen enough of his like filmography at this point that it was just really, I didn't, need a lot of the extra like clips and stuff which I feel might have made the movie I was like yeah I've seen it I've seen it like as much as I was complaining earlier about not getting to see it I feel like it it was much more refreshing to just like it they just focus on like sort of him as a like they're focusing on Dario Argento not like Dario Argento's work
0: right right you're not getting any of that like how did he you know how did this scrappy director come up with these different ways to poke out an eyeball or stab (laughs) a gal or you know whatever like you don't get any of that kind of behind the scenes that you might be wanting from something like this and i'll admit i always am a sucker for the how they do that bits but that's not what this is this is definitely about argento and his his whole deal
1: yeah i this is definitely um this is something to come to after you've seen a a not a good number of his films, but I think if you haven't seen like the the big ones, like if you haven't seen Deep Red, if you haven't seen Suspiria, if you haven't seen Tenebrae, then you're gonna be pretty lost. But I think mm-hmm. even if you only have, even if you know like the top f- three to five, like you'll you'll be like, oh. And then you want to go kind of like dig a little deeper.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I'll admit I haven't seen nearly enough of his catalog. And I'm like, I need to I need to just make a list and start checking them off and making sure I got them all.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it's just like (laughs) there are some where I realize I'm like, I don't think I still don't think I've seen Four Flies on Grey Velvet um i haven't seen seen any of this those italian tv show things he did um i mean i've seen like the big ones like i mean i've probably i've seen deep red quite a few times in suspiria god knows how many times but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's fascinating
0: yeah for sure very very intriguing guy um now am i mixing him up with someone else or because i feel like he has a reputation for being kind of difficult with his actresses, but they shied away from that. Or am I thinking of someone else?
1: I don't know. That's okay. not something. Like, I I don't know if he has that sort of like Hitchcockian vibe, okay. but maybe
0: I'm putting someone else on him then. And that, that could be
1: could, my brain gets confused. I mean, there are a lot of like Italian directors who made like, so very, very many
0: movies. Yeah. But you know, there is also a moment where, Asia Argent comments on (laughs) how she essentially had to lose her virginity in front of her dad, which is just a real awkward sentence. I think we have some questions. (laughs) That's
1: one of those things that I really did appreciate like about this is like, she is visibly uncomfortable just even talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, he's, he's an artist and I respect him, but like, That's uncomfortable as hell. Yeah,
0: which is good because I think for her to be like, no, it was fine. That's weirder. That it's weirder to be like, I wasn't uncomfortable with that. (laughs) Like, "Mm, why not? That's strange. (laughs) You should be. Everyone should be. Yes. Yeah. I think it's safe to say we both recommend this one. Um, although I don't, you know, I don't know how much more to talk about a documentary per se. It's well done. It looks good. It's got good people. Uh, Most of the names that pop up, if you watch a lot of horror, you know. I did have to look up uh, the Danish director whose name I don't know how to pronounce to discover that he had done things like Drive and, you know, the weirdo Mm. Ryan Gosling films. I was like, who is this guy with this gigantic (laughs) scarf?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that was the thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, of course they're talking to Nicholas Winding Revan. Like, yeah like you watch neon demon and you're like oh yeah this is his argento movie <laughs> yeah
0: yeah once i read what he'd done i'm like oh okay i'm familiar with this work i just had never i guess realized his name before something that i was like oh okay i get it
1: <laughs> he was very kind and it did a very brief email interview with me a few years back oh yeah. that's nice yeah didn't have to
0: probably while wearing a giant scarf i'm hung up I... on the scarves so i admit it
1: oh and those glasses too like that's not yeah. Um,
0: yeah he is very much leaning out like put a beret ber- 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 ber on this guy he is a director
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is an artiste
0: <laughs>
1: yeah that that is that is one thing like, like we're gonna talk about like the weird stuff like so many of the directors either just look like average like old italian men or they just look like oh it's like you're in the arts somehow right <laughs> there's no in between
0: Okay, we have gremlins. with gremlins today. So, we we have some technical difficulties, but uh what we're saying is you should watch this documentary and I think you should then watch any Argentos that you haven't seen that you have access to.
1: Yes. Uh do you have an Argento that you would recommend that you have seen?
0: Mm. I don't feel like I've seen enough of them, but I think I will go with Deep Red.
1: Yes. I will go with Tenebrae because I feel like it's like the most giallo of all his movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Shudder. Go
1: watch it. Classics.
0: Yeah. Just go to Shutter and if I bet if you click one, the rest of them will be suggested to you right afterwards. So you can just do just have a whole marathon this weekend. There's like
1: a bunch on Tubi and like other streaming services too. So just like pop around see which ones sound weird enough to get you going.
0: There's one with Jennifer Conley. Is that Phenomena? Yes. And doesn't have Donald Pleasance as well?
1: It does. And And
0: I was going to say, and a monkey, right? Because I kept telling Rob, I'm like, it's got a monkey. But then a monkey never showed up in the documentary. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it has a monkey. I don't think I imagined it.
1: (laughs) And prominent use of an Iron Maiden song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff out there. What else we're we're into, I'll be right back. What do you have coming up that is spooky or otherwise?
1: Um I am trying to just like randomly watch movies that like as they come up. Like I've been trying to be better about that rather than just being like, Oh, I'll get to it eventually. Like I watched Here for Blood on Friday when it hit Screen Box and it is a fucking delight. I need uh, to see that.
0: I was jealous yeah. that you were watching it and I wasn't
1: it's so much fun it is legitimately like it's you watch it you're like oh it's got a wrestler and it's about a cult oh this is gonna be terrible it's not like it looks great the acting that's everything i love it's funny like it's not even like you know enjoyably bad it is like a well-made independent film that um I'm glad it got distribution on Screenbox, but like I'm kind of bummed because Screenbox is like a little smaller, and I feel like not enough people are going to get to see it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Get Screenbox; it's cheap. List. Yeah, it's not very much at all.
1: Uh, also, I'm uh, doing a Nerd Night presentation in Lawrence on Wednesday, and I have any. Uh, this is Monday night at eight twelve p.m. I have not actually written the my talk, which is thirty minutes long. Oh, um, well,
0: you can do what, it. <laughs>
1: And the reason it is spooky is because um, uh, I'm talking about like music, like couples and music and like how you write love songs or like sad songs about your relationship and then sing them for years and years and years. So it's Mm -hmm. like Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash and Fleetwood Mac and then – uh the, the positive uplifting one was supposed to be Amanda Shires and Jason Isbell and they announced on the it came out on Friday that like he filed for divorce back in December. So yeah. uh it's gonna get real weird and real depressing at the end.
0: I had seen that coming based on their Instagrams and been worried that hoped that I was wrong, and then I was like, Oh, darn it, you guys. I thought you'd make it. Yeah. Blah,
1: blah. What do you got coming up?
0: Uh, well, tomorrow night, I'm going to go see the next movie we're talking about, which we will get to in a moment. And other than that, not a lot. I am very hopeful that South by Southwest stuff starts to come through for me to watch soon-ish, but I, it'll probably be, I'm, I'll am i be talking about it for like the next three episodes, I'm sure. So, <laughs> you know, just, just out here, spooky vibing as much as I can.
1: Well, thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage, and we can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com if you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts.
0: Or if you want stickers, because we have them and we still have them to give out. Uh, so, yeah, reach out. If you see us in person, just ask. And if we give away enough, maybe we'll take sticker mule up on their new uh temporary tattoos they're putting out would that be fun
1: (laughs) my plan is i'm going to be at the folk alliance international conference and wandering around with a bag for like four days and i am definitely going to give random folk musicians uh stickers and buttons uh for the horror podcast because i (laughs) don't do you like horror movies can we talk about it do you want to listen to my podcast perfect perfect Uh, All music featured in this episode is by Steve Spasek, my brother, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Notter.Bandcamp.com.
0: And Nick, where can they find you on socials?
1: They can find me on Blue Sky and Twitter slash X at NuthousePunks. And you can find me on Instagram at Nicholas Mouse and on Letterboxd at From and Inspired. Julie, where are you online?
0: Everywhere you're looking, I am at Dark Humor Girl. Easy peasy.
1: Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror when we talk about Lisa Frankenstein, directed by Zelda Williams. Julie, what is it about?
0: It is a coming-of-rage love story about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse. Set After a set of horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts.
1: All that and more on the next episode of... The Carnage Report.